Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure. SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Durrock There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night He's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies Myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies. Wrestling with myself. Hey guys, I just want to chime in real quick. Uh, before the rest of the podcast and at this point I don't even know what's coming up because as we'll get into it um I gotta stop saying um so much um and like uh but yeah I had a cancellation actually I canceled the podcast that was supposed to be done on Thursday and so now I've kind of been scrambling the last couple days to get a podcast done and uh in light of recent events I've been somewhat quiet, as we all know, last Thursday. Everything kind of changed, uh, depending on how you look at things. And I'm still processing everything. Uh, you know, what we know in love is is no longer what we thought we know. And, of course, I'm talking about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head no longer being called Mr. I'm kidding. I'm obviously talking about the Tyson Duke situation. Um, listen, I'm going to be completely honest and upfront with everyone. I'm very conflicted with how I feel about things. Uh, I don't know how I feel about things. Like, I'm obviously upset, but it's a strange thing. And I wanted to make some status or something while it was all happening, kind of just giving my opinion about things, and, uh, I couldn't really figure out the words, I don't like to, I don't like to make Facebook statuses, really, and, uh, so if I was gonna do it, I was gonna do it through Twitter, and I couldn't kind of compound my words and my thoughts into 140 characters, so I just never did it, 
And then I hung out with Jeff Cole this weekend. He came over and he was, we, of course, everybody involved has been talking about this lately. And he was just asking why I haven't said anything. And I kind of told him, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. Do I just say something funny? Cause that's more on brand for me. And he kind of, uh, he kind of smartened me up and said, whether I want to admit it or not, I'm looked at as one of the most exper more experienced guys around and I should lead by example in saying things and um, kind of just uh, picking a side of the fence to stay on, whatever it may be. I think we all know what I'm trying to say. I'm just too big of an idiot to, say, uh, to properly get it out. And I think he is absolutely correct. Um, I just want to be able, I want to be a, someone who sets a good example and... Even if I'm not somebody anybody is looking for or looking up to or anything like that, I need to know that I have integrity with everything. So I've just kind of been racking my brain about how I'm going to deal with this stuff. And at first, with the stuff with uh, Jake Jones and his wife came out, it was that was weird because... Um, I almost don't even want to get into it. I'm not going to tell anybody anything they don't know, but I'm friends with Jake Jones already. But with that, at least I will say, if I could boil my thoughts down, it would be, it was between a consenting adult and a consenting female. Uh, people cheat. It's It sucks, but people do it. That's just not in wrestling. Uh, but it sucks that... It, it was the wife of a wrestler and also somebody involved with the business. But for whatever reason, uh, that was more of just a scummy thing that happened. But when the news with Anton broke, that kind of changed everything for me. And then made me go back and look at the Jake, the Jake and April situation and uh you know i look at tyson for years now he's been a mentor to me he's been a friend and uh so when you hear something like this like you never know what people are doing in their personal lives and uh i don't know so when all this broke it was just like the foundation of everything changed because I feel terrible it happened, but then at the exact same moment, I feel terrible because I don't know how I actually feel because I have so much respect and admiration for Tyson, but then hearing that he possibly did these things, and I'm going to say allegedly and possibly just because, uh, listen, he didn't commit a crime or anything. I don't want to make it sound like, I'm sure anybody that listens to this dog shit podcast is in the now, and... I'm just trying to get my thoughts out there. I keep thinking, and I've been talking to Tarek a lot about this and a bunch of other guys, like, what do we do next time we see Tyson? Do we exile him? Do we refuse to work shows? And I just don't know. And then I thought, what would I do if it wasn't Tyson? And it was another one of the boys, but somebody I didn't hold in such high regard, how would I go about this? And I think that gives me my answer. Um, 
I'm not going to go online and publicly shame anyone or anything. Humans are inherently flawed. We all make mistakes. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We're all going to. Um, some mistakes aren't so forgivable or excusable. But I think, like I said, Tyson was a teacher to me and a mentor. And the way I'm kind of putting things together, and this is going to sound cheesy, but some, sometimes I have to make sense of things in my own head to rationalize my thought process on it. And Tyson is a vet around here. And um, I'm going to take it as this is one of his or possibly his last lesson he will teach me in what to what and what what and what not to do and uh i'm not i hope it doesn't sound like i'm fucking crying or anything that's not the case i'm trying to get my wording right um i think a real vet will understand that if i'm doing something to protect the wrestling industry no matter how much it changes our personal dynamic our relationship whatever it may be it's because I'm showing respect back to the pro wrestling world and just back to pro wrestling in general. So I hope even if we have uh, some awkward encounters and um, interactions coming up, I hope at least uh, Tyson can at least know he's doing this for uh, pro wrestling because this is what should and needs to be done. Now I'm saying that I'm still not exactly sure what I'm going to do. And I, I really thought I was just going to say silent on the whole topic, but that's when Jeff kind of told me, uh, sometimes silence isn't the right answer. And I think he's right on this one. I think me as a more experienced guy who was close to Tyson and Tarek had a status and whatnot, like, I think we have to speak up at these times, as difficult as it is. But if the position was reversed and I was in Tyson's spot right now and I saw how Tyson, if Tyson was going to react like the way I think I'm going to, I would accept it knowing that is the right way. And I hope it's the right way. But regardless, uh, this is getting preachy. I just really felt I had to touch upon it. And my thoughts and everything still aren't fully formed yet. So if it sounds like I'm stumbling on my words and kind of talking in circles, it's because I am. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I'm very conflicted still. I hate how I feel like that. Uh, I've been talking to Jake. Jake's a great guy. And April always treated me great too. Uh, yet again, if everything we are reading is true, uh, that changes a lot of things. But... Yeah, that's about it. I'm sure it will get talked upon on future podcasts because it's a big monumentous, monumentous, is that a word? Uh, thing that's happened in the Ontario indie wrestling scene. So it's obviously going to come up in conversation and you'll probably hear over time how my thoughts and feelings change on it or how it doesn't. But uh, yeah, it's a stunner, but that's it. Hope this made some kind of sense. Uh,
Yet again, as you can tell, I probably couldn't have fit all of this into a Facebook or Twitter status. So that's why I'm talking to my loyal podcast listener. I love all one of you. All right, now hopefully I can throw a podcast together and you'll hear that right now. Hello, Kingdom James. You're on the Wrestling With Myself podcast. Oh, for fuck's sake. What are you doing? Uh, I'm sitting at a friend's house. I was helping him with some paperwork. You mean you can't just donate an hour of your time out of nowhere uncalled for and talk to me? Okay, I get it. Is, are you getting back at me for something? Is that what this is? No, um, to be perfectly honest, uh, I had a podcast scheduled with one Tyson Dukes on Thursday that I had to cancel for reasons. <laughs> so now I'm just trying to fill a little time. That was the best pronunciation of the word reason ever. <laughs> that was appropriately over the top. Yeah, so I've been scrambling to get somebody since, uh, like, Thursday afternoon. And when I say scrambling, I mean, like, sending out a message once a day, hardly trying. Hardly trying is your middle name. There it is. Yeah. Well, if you give me, like, 15 minutes to walk home, then... I will absolutely do it. Well, you don't have to, don't feel the need to get out of there. If you want to hang out and help your buddy move, don't stress about it. No, 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 we, we took care of it. Was there anything else you needed? I, I had pizza for lunch. I'd be having a food nap right now if you hadn't called to remind me I was coming over. Kingdom's had enough pizza. Yeah. Shit, you yeah. <laughs> Are you recording this? Yes. I mean, no. Good. So if you say the N-word, nobody would know. Uh, I'm not falling for that. Okay. You, yeah. You know me well. I do. I, of all my bottom-of-the-barrel friends, you're the bottomest of the barrel Still? Even after a couple days ago, I'm still the bottomless of the barrel? Wait a minute, what happened a couple days ago? Okay, never mind, I just... Oh, are you talking about... A different podcast? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, listen, pal, you're not baiting me into giving you more information than you already do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. All right, give me a chance to walk home. I'll call you back. All right, sounds good. All right. Ciao. Right. So there it is. I'm going to wait 15 minutes, and then this podcast with Kingdom James will continue. But for you, it'll feel like an instant. All right. Check back. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> and salutations. How are you? I'm okay. I'm are... okay. I'm better than some people. Are you walking home or are you at home? I'm at home. Okay. I stopped, uh, I stopped at the grocery store for a second. That was, that was a quick quick little jog. I'll give you credit. When you said 15 minutes, I expected a call back in an hour. No. <laughs> no, just the Georges. So. so what is new with Kingdom James? Uh, let's see. Since the last time I was on this show, yep. I have a cat. Oh, yeah. 
What's its name? Esther or something fucking weird? Chloe. Chloe, yeah, yeah. She's here right now. I just walked in and she... I don't know where she was in my bedroom, under the bed or under the dresser or something, but she just came out. Like, she got caught doing something. She's going to tear up the rug in the living room a little because I haven't... She hasn't let me cut her claws yet. <laughs> and what's the cat life been like? You loving it? Are you a per- animal person? Yeah. Why would I have a cat if I wasn't an animal person? Because I feel like a cat is the perfect pet you get if you're not really an animal person, but you want some companionship. Oh. Well, uh, I am either a cat or a dog person, but I live I live in the city. Yeah. So why would I get a dog? Like, I mean, I grew up, my dad raised huskies when we were kids. Oh, shit. And he, and he yeah, yeah, he, he built sleds he built his own sleds and he would take them on uh he would take them on dog sled trips i had no idea you grew up in nunavut and you're an eskimo i grew up in newfoundland i spent three years living in newfoundland because my dad is from newfoundland so uh um one of the things that 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 passed down to me was don't have a big dog in the city like, I mean, <laughs> if I want a husky, that sucker needs to have room to run. And, uh, like, the smallest place my dad ever lived and had dogs was uh, up in Freelton between Hamilton and Guelph. And he had, like, an acre and a half. Shit. So, so yeah. So, you know, he, he, could, he could throw a tennis ball with, <laughs> with all of his might. And watch the dog run and run and run. Uh, so yeah, for the city, definitely a cat. So I have uh, Chloe is a, a rescue from Quebec. Nice. Which also explains her uh, French accent. Yes, yes, her French Lemieux. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it explains her. Um, snooty attitude sure where she wants attention but she still thinks i'm sketchy now how has and that's why i let her keep the name chloe because it's such a french stripper name (laughs) how has uh she been indoctrinated is that the right word i don't know into the otisburg lifestyle she uh, is not a jumper or a climber oh wow so uh yeah the only it took her it took her over a month of being here to leave the ground at all. And the only place in the entire apartment that she has uh, jumped up onto are two chairs that live at the end of my dining room table. Mm-hmm. So she she's taken to sleeping under there. And now she's... she's I, I just sat down and I scratched her a little and then I went to pay attention to something else and she like smacked me on the leg. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm here. And uh, she she still has her claws. So thank God I'm wearing pants right now. Are you declawing uh, her? Huh? Are you going to declaw her? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. But I want to trim her nails, but she won't let me pick her up. She won't let anybody pick her up. She freaks if you pick her up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. when, so, we, when we first got our cat, 
I was going to get a declawed because I didn't, I've never been a cat person. I just thought that's what you did. I didn't realize it's like the equivalent of somebody cutting off your two f- knuckles on your hand and only leaving yeah. you with that stub. Yeah, I had cat um, like 35 years ago. Yeah, when you were like 30? And, and we had them declawed. And we didn't know. We, we thought that's what you did. Yeah. And uh, uh, I remember before they got declawed, <laughs> I remember when we first got them, and we were, uh, it was the summer, it was, I know, I know for a fact it was August of that year, and for the first couple of days, we kept them out on the balcony with their, uh, with their litter, mm-hmm. and if you'd walk into the living room, well, this is when we were living at Scarborough, they would, uh, they would climb the balcony screen door, <laughs> like they would Spider-Man their way up the door, hey, Pay attention to it. Let us in. Uh, but Chloe, uh, I'm petting her now. Chloe, uh, Chloe has her claws until I can have her uh, deeply sedated <laughs> and get her claws stripped. Because uh, the last couple of days, she has uh, she started paying uh, a certain attention to the leather recliner in my living room. Oh, that's a rough one. And I keep having to say, no, please, no, just come here. Come get a treat or something. Just leave that fucking chair alone. But she's been great. It's, it's been great having her. She, um, but like I say, she does, she's not a jumper or a climber. So, but she, uh, she is on occasion a reacher. So a couple of times she has reached up onto the lower part of Otisburg <laughs> And pulled down like a single Lego piece at the edge of, uh, of town. <laughs> and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I found I found a minifigure. I found a uh, it's an alien that I have riding a bike. I found it on the floor up against my bookshelves. And I was like, "Oh, you fucker! You reached up onto the dining room table." She was on. She must have been on her chair, and reached up onto the dining room table right there, and like, that's all. Whatever I can find. <laughs> now tell me, I keep seeing this picture of you in your full-on wrestling singlet in front of Otisburg, and then there's like Stratosphere playing a yeah arcade machine. What's that all about? Okay, um, the West End Phoenix is a community newspaper here in Toronto. It's a monthly uh, newspaper focused on. Uh, on West End issues and, uh, you know, like art and commentary. Okay. Yeah, it's a hippie rag. <laughs> and it's, it's run by a fellow named Dave Bedini, who uh, is a founding member of the band The Rio Statics. Okay. And uh, I actually had Dave as a guest on my show uh, last week, beginning of last week, or two weeks ago. Please don't plug your uh, shows on my podcast, please. Uh, shut your mouth. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> your your listeners need this info. <laughs> My listener, where, they need to know where they can find better shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Dave, I've been uh, I've been Twitter friends with Dave for a year or so, and I can't even remember how that came about. Uh, but yeah, okay, cat here. Um, she just looks up and 
touches my leg. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he was. This issue of the West End Phoenix this month issue is the is the sports issue. So somebody had an idea. Somebody had the bright idea of uh, what are wrestlers doing during the lockdown? Because they're not all they're not all in Orlando. Uh, breathing in each other's germs, <laughs> right? Not germs; it's a virus. I know. Don't, don't, don't make comments. Uh, I wasn't talking to you, by the way. I was talking to your listeners. <laughs> and uh, so they, he contacted me and uh, Stratos, and uh, he had asked me if I had any ideas about anybody else, and. Uh, uh, I, I I totally kayfabe them because I wanted the whole article to myself. <laughs> At least but, you're honest. No, <laughs> actually, they were they were looking specifically for um, uh, uh, some LGBTQ representation in the article. Okay, that's that makes sense. Why you got Stratos then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd have some kind of. Stupid comment. But uh, I guess the person that they were hoping to reach, it didn't work out. Um, and uh, so it ended up being me, Stratos, uh, Fuerza, and Jody Threat. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they, they a photographer came over. And uh, now, like I mean, their original idea was to go outside somewhere and take photos. No way. And yeah, and that was yeah. She walks up and starts tapping me again. This is my cat inter- interrupts every recording I make now. <laughs> um, very affectionate. Uh, and the guy came over, and I basically said, "Listen, let's do it in the stairwell of my apartment building." Sure, yeah. And and I said, "We'll do it in the stairwell, and it'll be me reading a bunch of comics because." That's basically that's one of the ways that I got involved in wrestling was the the uh, the friends that I had living in in the bill in, in my building in Scarborough. We would the groups of us would get together instead of getting together at one person's place and having to deal with their mom or whatever. We'd gather in the stairwell for you know for basically comic book club. Yeah. And, and a couple of those guys were into wrestling, and that's how I first started watching wrestling, was because I, I, I also started reading, like, after magazines, and, and and it was from those, you know, sitting around in the stairwell gimmick. So I thought, ha, that's cute. It's, it's a very, very inside joke, but it, it'll make for a decent photo, sure. and I won't have to go outside in the middle of goddamn winter. In your wrestling gear. In my wrestling gear, Yeah. So Stratos is an idiot, by the way. He did his in his trunk playing a video game in a garage. Oh, you, you dummy! <laughs> so um, as we were taking the photos, um, you know, we were talking about you know what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I spent a couple. Of, I spent the, the early couple of months. Working on my Lego city, Otisburg. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, come here. <laughs> come here. And here's, here's 50 square feet of Lego. I'm a grown man. Here we go. Let's take some photos. <laughs> and that's how that photo came about. That came out good, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I photograph terribly. Like, I'm not... 
if I have to pose, you ask, you ask Gigi Cole, ask Jeff, if I have to pose, we're fucked. Like, if you can just, if you can just get a photo of me while I'm doing stuff, that's great. But if I have to pose for you, oh my God, here comes the most awkward fucking shamble of a man you've ever seen in your life. Well, can I help I you out with that? Yeah. I learned this on TikTok this weekend. Keep your comments to yourself. Yeah. Okay. So, do you Speaking want... Speaking of LGBTQ. <laughs> do you want to learn how to find your supermodel face? Is it the thing where you move your head forward, so... No, but kind of. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, what... I want every listener to do it right now. Smile. Oh, it's going to be awful. Smile without using your eyes. Just smile with your mouth. Then, raise your eyebrows. And once your eyebrows are raised, stop smiling with your mouth. And that is your supermodel face. That's stupid. Well, <laughs> TikTok says differently. I'm not, I'm, not looking, I'm not looking at myself in a mirror, so I don't know if that works. Your face but must be might just be haggard of, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look like a, like a stretch of bad road either way. <laughs> I'm going to look like, and if I'm wearing a black t-shirt, the shirt and my beard are going to melt together. <laughs> so there's no, it's like, does he have a neck? Because I'm, I'm all, I'm all trapped, apparently. Kingdom, and, I, I don't mean to burst your bubble here, but that beard you got is about 22% black these days, okay? Oh yeah, the gray is spreading. <laughs> Gray is spreading. The gray is spreading like, oh, geez, I was going to make a movie reference, and then I realized that the movie reference is older than you, so forget it. Oh, I'm already waiting on you going on a 30-minute diatribe about a sitcom that was made in the 60s that nobody's heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, talking to me often becomes a family guy cutaway. (laughs) Now, speaking of aging ungracefully... Oh, wow. Nice segue. Right? I'm a professional podcaster. Um, am that's, I correct? That's not saying much. Am I correct in saying that it being March 1st, is it April of 2021? You turned 50? Yes. Yes. We are uh, under 40 days away. Wow. From me turning 50. How? What's your feelings on it? What's my feelings on it yeah. is... Uh, it's a milestone. Uh, it's what? It's a milestone. Oh, sure, it's a milestone, but so is that restaurant. <laughs> well. Two, three, four. Is this thing on? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a milestone, and it, it's getting it's getting effed over. Last, last March, I kind of giggled softly under my breath at my friend George, because he turned 50, and all his big plans for his birthday were this oil <laughs> and i thought to myself hey dude i already have the venue booked for my 50th birthday party i booked i booked my space literally 18 months in advance it's paid for it's sitting there waiting and i thought okay remember remember last march when we all thought the city will close down for two weeks and then we'll be fine oh the fun days Yes, it is literally 
50 weeks later, 5-0, 50 weeks later, we're coming up on a full year. And um, and now it looks like the deposit I put down for my birthday will have to... I booked it 18 months in advance, and I'm going to have to move the date. <laughs> I mean, what a fuck. Oh, it's so wild. Well, I remember probably... About a year ago, I feel like it was right when we went into lockdown, the first one, and uh, they closed uh, where you were working, and we talked about it, and it was all brand new, Yeah. and we were like, can you believe that they're doing WrestleMania at the Performance Center, and it's just like, oh, it's going to be wild, but come SummerSlam, everything will be back to normal, thinking that was... <laughs> thinking that was so far away, there's no way we're still in this shithole come the summer. Now yeah. we're a year later. We're a year later, and now they're saying that um, Ontario will have everybody vaccinated by the end of September. Yeah. Okay? And uh, that, um, that this whole thing, we shouldn't even count this whole thing over by then because the new variants are going to cause problems. Yeah. So, you know, like, I mean, what the fuck, dude? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a year and a half of, uh, of my life here in this apartment. <laughs> For real. You know, and it's just me and now the cat. I don't know what she's looking at. Um, and, uh, and even then, like, I, talked to, uh, I talked to Lenny Lilac a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of asking our, uh, each other, you know, uh, when uh, when do we think we're going to run another union show? And and we kind of figured out, eh, uh, you know, probably December at the earliest. Yeah, I think so. December, if we're lucky. That's crazy. That's crazy to think, you know, that we're going to, it's going to be another two years in between union shows and it's not because of my incompetence. (laughs) (laughs) It's not because of my incompetence. It's not because I got hit with a fit of depression and decided I needed to be away from all humans forever. (laughs) Which always wears off, but, you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be because we can't. We just can't. Yeah, it's it's so surreal. Yeah. Now, so, tell me, wild. you were saying oh. that you've been, like, in your apartment for the past year. Was there a moment when cabin fever hit you the most? Uh, yeah, hang on. I'm going to put on my headset here. Just so, uh... There we go. Let's improve the sound quality for you podcast listeners. Listener. Listen, let's improve the quality, uh, the sound quality for Mellow. Yeah. <laughs> I ran, I randomly texted him yesterday. What's he saying? Uh, you know, he, he, he said he was okay. He was about to take an old man nap. That's all he does. Yeah. His life okay. is an old man nap. Dude, there are, t- there are days where, where I get up, I feed the cat. I might have something to eat myself. And then I go back to sleep. Yeah. 
You know, it's like I get up to feed her like nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, and then I'll go back to sleep until two. <laughs> mm. You're you're okay, just living a college actual, life. What, what was the actual question? Oh, uh, was there a moment when like the cabin fever hit you the yeah. hardest? Okay, so during the first lockdown, because lockdown for me has been in two pieces. It's been it was March. Uh, through July. Yeah. Because the Toronto reopened on July 31st last year. So March 16th until July 30th. Jesus. It was the first lockdown for me. And then we closed up shop at the end of September. Hold on, I gotta make sure that the cat isn't underneath my chair uh, while I get my calendar. And I, I, I'm just, for my own amusement i want to see what was the last day i worked because we went back to work for a couple of weeks for a couple of months yeah i remember it was it was spotty it was on and off and yeah september september 24th was the last day i worked until today oh really you went in today no 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 i mean i'm just saying until today i've been off work up until oh i see today i see yeah yeah so so during the first lockdown, uh, I started getting, I started, I, I started getting kind of, kind of bad. Yep. And uh, I actually started, uh, I started doing therapy. I did a few weeks of therapy, um, just because I, I needed to talk to somebody and get some, some long-standing shit out of my head. Sure. And, um, uh, I think that, I think that's happened to a lot of people. And uh, as far as I know, this is, you know, anecdotal at best, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of people have, uh, started doing therapy over the last year, especially online. There's an app called, a service called, uh, betterhelp.com. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, and they will, uh, you know, it's it's either telephone or, um, you know, like Zoom sessions for uh, for therapy. And I did, I think I did like six, seven weeks, and it really helped. That the, you know, like the last week of it, I I, I ended the session early because I just had nothing to talk about. Yeah, uh, I kind of worked through some of some of what had been bothering. And, uh, and then not long after we went back to work and, uh, then during the second lockdown, I started thinking, you know, why am I waiting to get a cat? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of told, I told myself for a while I wanted to get a cat and for years, I've, I've told myself for years I want to get a cat, but you know, there was you know, look at the condition of the place I'm living in. Not that I was ever living in a slum, but, you know, for a long time I was living with, like, you know, piles of boxes. Yeah, of so course. Like I, like I had just moved in eight years later. And I finally, I set up, in, 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 in the late summer, early fall, I set about, uh, quote-unquote, spring cleaning the place, where I just went through a ton of shit and said, do I need this? What is this? If I don't need it, donate it to charity or throw it out yeah. or sell it, something. 
and cleared the place out of a ton. Like, a, a, yes, get your claws out of my leg. Out of a ton of stuff so I could have this little French buzzsaw. Uh, <laughs> you know, I because I, what was really missing in my life was uh, the sound of tiny feet running back and forth from the bedroom to the living room as fast, as fast as it could at 1 a.m. Of course. You know, and, you know, because there's, there's, there's nothing quite like, there's nothing quite like the, the, the bizarre feeling of something clawing at the end of your mattress at 5 a.m. that... That you can you can just like without even opening your eyes you can just say no. I'm happy our cats are on the sleep. same fucking schedule then. Mm-hmm. On the nose every day, five a.m. It come it just starts making noise, and then like walking across us, and then just making little cat noises, and then if we get up because it's like our cat goes outside. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go outside? And if I get up, it just runs away. Yeah, Chloe. Chloe is not an outside cat. I haven't even introduced her to the to the hallway yet. Mm-hmm. I would like to introduce her to the hallway because she's got um, she's got these like mini tennis ball gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And if I if I roll it, whatever she's doing, she will run after it. <laughs> and I would like to I would like to roll it down the length of the hallway, and it would be literally the longest straight run she'll ever take in her life (laughs) (laughs) is one length of my apartment building hallway to the other (laughs) and but um no she's she's great but i uh yeah so i i I cleaned i i got rid of a ton of stuff from the apartment and there's still there's still a bunch of stuff i want to get rid of there i've got a I think I could clean out one more closet, entire closet full of stuff if I really, really got over the uh, the lame handyman slash hoarder urge of, no, I might need this someday. Yep, I'm right with you. I have a whole box of wires for technology that no longer exists. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I might need to plug in this digital tape recorder one day. Or, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is the charger for my Palm Pilot. <laughs> the problem with throwing that shit out, though, is you forget you have it. And then yeah. when you throw it out, you remember you have it. So if the instance ever comes up, you're like, fuck, I just threw that out. Whereas yeah. if you never touched it, you wouldn't have any kind of connection to it. Because you'd be like, I don't even remember this fucking thing. Or the thing that you don't, you think that you look at and you're like, what the fuck is this from? And then, guaranteed, four months later, you're standing in Best Buy, paying 50 bucks for the exact same thing. Hey, you're not Oh, wrong. yeah, oh, an HDMI adapter. Shit. I, I used to have one of these. I wonder what happened to it. Oh, well, that's right. I made space for newer bullshit. So, uh, but yeah, I cleaned up the apartment, and um, if you'd uh, just... A few days before Christmas, I um, I went on the Toronto Cat Rescue website. Excuse me, and um, and asked about the availability of. Actually, I, I don't don't tell her. Thank God she doesn't speak English. Thank God you're French. 
uh, <laughs> I asked about the availability of a different cat, and he was it was a he, and he was already being adopted by somebody. Mm. And uh, like there had been two cats. That's the thing. There had been. I narrowed my search down to two cats. And she was my second choice. <laughs> but she worked at, the other one was, a, it, 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 in his listing, it's, oh, he's very cuddly and everything. And I was like, yeah. And then he was already being adopted. And then I got, uh, I got little French miss over here instead. And I really dig her. But uh, she's, she's not cuddly. She's a, she's a, she's a ball of razor blade. She might come <laughs> around. Who knows? Oh, she will. Like, I mean, the difference between her now and two and a half months ago is astounding. She spent the first two weeks she was here hiding under Otisburg. <laughs> uh, and now and now she circles me like a shark looking to get pet. Yeah, you're the feeding so, machine. Uh, yeah, but she also, uh, she also, like, she sleeps in my room half the night now. Oh, nice. And, uh, and she, and she, you know, if I'm sitting here at my computer, she'll come and sit, she'll lie down and sleep next to me. Um, and, uh, and, uh, she likes markers. I have a, I have a set of, uh, Copic art markers. And if I hold one just over her head, she will reach up and grab it and then she'll play with it for hours. <laughs> so, so I'm very happy. So with uh, the world going to shit for the last year, mm -hmm. I feel like that has put quite the um, hurdle in front of the 101 things in 1,001 days, eh? Well, that doesn't start until my birthday. I thought it ended and, at your birthday. Huh? No. I, you know, because, uh, because early on last year, I thought, this, this can't happen. I've already... I've lost a bunch of time to my own weirdness. Yeah. And now the city's on lock. I can't do anything. So I I reset it. I I made a whole big thing about it. I reset thanks for paying attention. Uh Frendo. I must have glanced and over that, sorry. Say, thanks, Frendo. I uh <laughs> I'm restarting it on my birthday. My fiftieth birthday. And it actually it coincidentally it goes until January 4th, Wrestle 2024. Kingdom. Okay. At which time I plan to be in Tokyo. Oh, really? I plan to be, I had to, I had to replace a bunch of stuff that I had already completed. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things I, I, I and, and I edited a few others. And one of the things I added to the list was, attend Wrestle Kingdom in person. Nice. So that's how I plan to end the list. And what's all this jazz about you involved with the Steve Austin book? Okay. Uh, I have it uh, moved my calendar. I am now holding it. Uh, Austin 316, 316 facts and stories about Stone Cold Steve Austin by Michael Man uh, McAvaney. Published by ECW Press, which is such a bizarrely coincidental name for a company for a company that does publish a whole bunch of wrestling. Most of the wrestling books, I find. Yeah, the good ones, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, uh, our good friend Greg Oliver, okay, who uh, runs uh, Slam Wrestling, uh, 
Craig since uh, we were both in our late teens. I was I was 16 when I went to see my first uh, indie show at Humber College here in Toronto. Nice. It's also the day that I met uh, PCO for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's where I met Greg. And um, so last year, uh, Greg publishes a bunch of his, most of his stuff through ECW. Mm-hmm. And he knew that they, they came to him to say, hey, we're doing this book. We're looking for an artist. We've got an idea. Do you know anybody? And Greg sent them to me. Oh, wow. And I did a sample. I did a sample of uh, Austin and Booker T in the supermarket fight. Beautiful. And they immediately said, yes. We're, you know, like, it was like, well, I shouldn't say they immediately. ECW immediately said yes. Now all we need to do is get WWE approval. Ah. So apparently, a WWE, a small team of WWE people, a committee, including Austin himself and Triple H and some WWE legal people, um, had to approve me as the artist, which is, and don't tell anybody, which is why I erased several tweets. (laughs) (laughs) I had literally just days before this posted a comic strip where um, uh, American politician Andrew Yang Mm -hmm. runs in on Vince McMahon to give him a stunner (laughs) after the news came out that Yang was going to get involved in helping wrestlers unionize. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Hmm, this might be detrimental, and I took it down. <laughs> um, so anyways, I got approved. I did 12 drawings. Um, I, there's only one that I had to redo. And uh, there, were, there were some rules, including do not draw Vince McMahon. Really? Yep. For an Austin book? not to draw Vince McMahon. So... I I removed the I removed the beer bash. Yeah. I removed uh I had done layouts for the beer bash. I had done, I did a layout for like just a, a rough drawing, okay? Uh I did a, uh I did two different layouts for the beer bash. I did one for Austin hitting McMahon with the bedpan. <laughs> yeah, these are like hospital. iconic moments with Austin. Like there's so many with Vince. Yeah. There's so many with Vince and I wasn't allowed to draw them. There is one of the drawings in the book is uh, Austin being arrested at ringside. Yeah. It's just after he had stunned Vince. For the first time, yeah. But that's not in the drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so all the stuff I drew, uh, no Vince. Wow, eh? I wonder why. Yeah, that's such a weird crazy, rule. But it, it, you know, but, but the thing is, the more you... Uh, the more you know about Vince, the more that that is, like, on brand for him personally. Yeah, it's probably because he can't have control of the outcome or whatever, like, and... No, he just doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like depictions of himself, I think. He doesn't, you know, it's, it's, 
it goes into the same basket as Vince doesn't want to be mentioned in people's Hall of Fame speeches. Yeah. It is, um, uh, I don't know if it's humility or anxiety, um, but it just, you know, he doesn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, bizarre considering he based a decade of his business on himself exactly. as the top heel. But, hey, who's more reliable than Vince, right? That's it's, it. Vince isn't jumping to WCW for a bigger contract. So, Let's get down to brass tacks. You making millions off this book or what? Oh, eat poop, dude. I mean, it's, it's still wrestling. <laughs> I uh, I took a I took a flat fee, and I um, uh, I lowballed them because I wanted the gig. Sure, I get it. And not only did I, I lowballed them one because I wanted the gig, and two because I wanted the in. Yeah, yeah, that's a big a one. Book publisher. I want to be able to go to them and say, hey, you know me, you know I'm reliable, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got an idea for a book about a black NHLers. Hey, that's a thing we would publish. So, you know, or I've got an idea for a book about, uh, about you know, indie, indie wrestlers. Yeah. Hey, that's a thing we would publish. You know, uh, and I'm not, uh, I'm not, cold calling them with that idea. I mean, I already told them when they were paying me, I told them, Hey, um, you know, I'd like to talk to you down the road about some ideas I have for books. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, right on. So, so it was worth it for me to take a, uh, a relatively low fee to, uh, to make a friend. (laughs) That's wicked though. Yeah. And if you ever meet, Austin, you have that connection. I don't know where you're just going to bump into him in this time of life, but... Uh, no, I don't know either, but at some point I will have him... I will stand in front of him while he signs a copy of this book. And he'll be like, here you go, Mark. You'll be like, but my name's Anthony (laughs) Kingdom James. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Mr. Austin. I'm friends with RJ City. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest. You talked to Greg Iron. I talked to Greg Iron. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Earlier today, yeah. I reached out to RJ City. I was like, hey, you want to help me out and be a podcast guest? But he's busy, so you were playing too behind RJ. But that's a good person to be behind. Yeah, that's okay. I, I mean, I, I reached out to RJ to be on my podcast before, and sometimes he can. And, and a lot of times it's like, dude, I'm... I, I'm not even in the country. Yeah. That's what I figured. Get off, get off of Arquette's couch. He's like best friends with David Arquette, Pee Wee Herman, fucking Sinatra. Like, everybody. He's just in the inn. Yeah. No, and, and you know what? Um, fucking more power to the guy. Oh, he's the best. Because he's so... I mean, you, you know you've been around him. He's so talented. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be happy that uh, your friend with the potential is fulfilling his potential? And he's know? just the most unique fucking dude ever. Yeah. 
uh, RJ and I will uh, randomly text each other with like 1960s stuff and 1970s stuff. It's like I <laughs> a few weeks ago, I I I randomed my way, I rabbit hole, YouTube rabbit holed my way into uh, McLean Stevenson on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And do you even know who McLean Stevenson is by name? Is that the guy who makes the McLean's magazine? No. Is it John Uh, McLean's uh, relative? No. (laughs) McLean Stevenson was was Colonel Henry Blake on the first three seasons of MASH. Uh. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Stop pretending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fake voice. Oh, pandering. This is condescending, hacker. Anyways. Anyways. You weren't the target audience. That's why I texted it to RJ, not you, yep. dingus. <laughs> when I see when I see a video of like a road killed moose and all of a sudden a raccoon bursts out of its chest, <laughs> you'll be the first one I text. Oh, for thank God, I don't need any Gladys Knight fucking shit sent to me. So please give me the exciting <laughs> stuff. Well, you are quite a pip. <laughs> I don't even know the reference. Gladys Knight and the pip. That was the name of her band, The Pips. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just an old school name I know of, and I have no idea who she is, and I threw it out there. Okay? You are the worst. Most people... You, mo- you are... <laughs> most 31-year-old men don't know who Gladys Knight is to even pull the name. <laughs> and you know, the only reason you know is because she sang America the Beautiful at a WrestleMania. That is correct. Yeah. I see you. Yep, that is correct. I you I can I read you like a cheap book. <laughs> what what you know what a cheap book's called? A comic. Oh, <laughs> that hurt. I'm pretty happy with that one, to be honest. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm pretty happy. I didn't. I did not even. I'm more disappointed. I'm not disappointed that you made the joke. I'm disappointed that I didn't see myself giving you that setup. Well, that's the old age hitting you. You know, you're 50 now. Not yet. Not soon. Not yet. Not soon. Very soon. Now, are you at the point in life where probably, <laughs> probably not I now? This, I wonder what this could be. Probably I not now. That what? No, because I, I, I think about this. I think when I hit about 70, 75, uh-huh. I'm just going to be good. Like, how long you want to uh, stick around here? No. No, I'll never be good. You selfish asshole. I I have I have had moments where I've thought I don't want to die, but I'd like to not exist briefly. Sure. Like could I just put this on hold for two weeks and you you all can do whatever you want to do and I'll just I'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back later. <laughs> that, you're talking about like being fucking frozen. I thought I no. I just want to wink out of existence. I want Thanos to snap his fingers, and then I and then 
Spore can bring me, or, or the Hulk can bring me back. Spoiler I, alert, Jesus Christ. Fuck off. <laughs> if that's a spoiler, you need to fucking get Disney Plus. <laughs> Shithead. That's, that's like if I say, oh, you know, at the end of uh, at the end of Citizen Kane, Rosebud was his leg. By the way, haven't seen Citizen Kane, so that is a legitimate spoiler. Thank you. Okay, it's an 81-year-old film. You have no excuse, and I have no guilt. No, my excuse is film in color, you lazy assholes. That's my excuse, okay? Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. God damn it. That's half the reason I can't watch that WandaVision bullshit. I don't need to watch something in black and white in 2021. Oh my god, it's like an episode and a half. It's setting up a story. Yeah, well, There's a point to it. Set it up in HD. It is in HD, shithead. It's well, just in black and white. Here's a question, an honest question. Okay. I don't even know if you'll know, but I've noticed. It's not true for every black and white movie or anything, but have you noticed, like, when you think of a 70s movie, the color kind of blends together, the contrast isn't sharp, and it was made in, like, the 70s, 60s, 70s, okay? Then you can go back to some Buster Keaton shit, black and white in, like, the 20s, and yeah, it's not in color, but the picture is so sharp, it is so clear. Why is that? Yeah. Is it just they used a cheaper film in the seventies? I, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a film historian enough to know. But what? I would that it Why has, did I have you on? I would assume that it has to do with, uh, with the colorization process. Okay. You know, because you always see, you see at the beginning of those movies filmed in Technicolor or yeah. filmed in Panavision or whatever. So I'm assuming it has to do with, um, with that process and uh, how it lasts and how it transfers to video, how it digitizes. See? But, but I'm, I'm not necessarily the person to talk to about that. That was good, though. I don't care what anyone says about you, Kingdom. You're not a dumb shit, okay? That answer proves it. Well, first of all, um, nobody has ever said I'm a dumb shit. Oh. And second of all, I for the most part, don't give a shit what people say anyway. <laughs> I have the, I have the occasional, I have the occasional, uh, bout of, uh, what the fuck <laughs> when somebody says something and it affects me greatly. Sure. I had that, I had that Friday morning, like early Friday. There was, there were some 4.30 a.m. texts that went out Friday morning that were, um, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? When you wake up, we will discuss this. Okay, okay. Can I ask, do I know the person that sent the text? Yeah, I'm the one who sent the text. No, 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 I mean like the initial text that you responded to. Oh, oh it wasn't a text, it was something else. Can I just uh, make a vague you, guess? You do know it, and after, when I know for a fact that you're no longer recording, I... <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. I'm going to assume uh, I, it's Brendone. No, 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 no. Bre- Brendone's solid. Hmm. What? You have a problem with Brendone? No, no, no. I'm trying to think of who it could be. Well, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it 
later. Okay. Interesting. You know what? I, I'm, 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 uh, I, I probably oh, shouldn't run it up at all because it's a thing that is the thing that has been discussed and is squashed. And I'm very happy with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just it was a matter of it was a matter of something that I found personally uh, hurtful. And, but it got taken care of. See, that got deeper than I thought. I thought Brent Dome would have just sent you a link to something gross, and you were just like, never send me something like that ever again. No, 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 listen. There, <laughs> if you want an example of that, there's a time years ago where um, um, the guy that I worked with, Ron, our, the, our club manager, uh, Ron thinks he's funny. <laughs> Don't we all? And Ron would Ron would send us like Ron would send out group texts with like photos of poop. Yep, been there. And it was just, and, and that's a very that's a I think that's a you thing as yep. well. Yeah, and I was like, hey, do I, does this look healthy? Like, fuck's sake! And uh, at one point, uh, when we got. There was a, I think there was a glitch early on with one of the new iPhones. It was the iPhone 2 or the iPhone 4, where we weren't getting messages from MSN. Okay. And um, that got fixed, but we never told Ron. <laughs> so he just, you know, for a little while, we, had, we conspired to, we just conspired to say, hey man, we're not getting your pictures. I don't know what it's, I don't know what the problem is, but we're just not getting them. And he stopped sending them because he didn't think they went through. And that that kept us good for about two years. <laughs> it's a good plan, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't ever want to see that. And if you're listening to this and you think ha, I'm going to bug the kingdom, I'm old enough now that I could fucking murder you, and uh, I know how to get away with it. I'm honest to God looking for a photo in my phone of puff shit that I was going to send you, and it's totally yeah. green. It's yeah, if you do, I swear to God, Kurt, I'll murder you. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't mind murdering. You wouldn't know how. You don't think I would know how to murder someone? You don't think I'd know how to, to suffocate someone? I well, you'd have to take a cab to my house first, which is already an issue, because now the cabbie's in on it. <laughs> but if I decided to kill, then none of that matters. Well, to a point, yeah, but come on. No, now. no, not to a point. Ros Roslyn can watch. Oh, Roslyn would join in. I know. <laughs> She'd be happy to be rid of you. I, I a friend asked me today, uh, what? Why does this Why does this insurance company want to know whether I have other insurance? And I said, "Well, for fraud, just in case you're taking out six plans all at once." Yep. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's like you're like Krusty the Clown. The life of Rory B. Bellows is insured for <laughs> a, a frightening amount. <laughs> when we first uh, bought the house, we needed life insurance. So we yeah. did it, and uh, it's basically like, I know everybody knows, but if something was to happen to one of us, basically the house is taken care of and whatnot. Yeah. But it doesn't take effect for 16 or 18 months or something because they don't want you to commit suicide 
and leave yeah. everything to everyone else. So they actually make you put a little time in first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you counting down days? Oh no, we're long past that. <laughs> is she is she marking red X's on a on a, on a calendar with like a seemingly random day circled and you just can't figure it out? No, no, no. She wouldn't kill me, I don't think. She'd make it look like an accident, if anything. Yeah. Hey, Kurt, uh, could you go down to the basement and get the get this heavy thing for me? Watch out for those roller skates. <laughs> she did say something really nice the other day, though. She said... Uh, I'll stop kicking you in the face. <laughs> no, she said... Um, so when all this news was breaking on the Ontario indie wrestling scene, I was just kind of keeping her up to uh, speed. And she said, I promise you this, if I ever do cheat on you, it won't be with anyone involved with professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought I was a sad sack. But listen, <laughs> you just you just referred to that as your wife saying something really nice to you. That was nice. We don't go around yeah. complimenting each other. Did she just, uh, yeah, I was going to say, did she just, did she just walk around the house, like, just pooping on you? Well, it's, that, <laughs> it's more so the other way around. That's kind of our dynamic. Yeah, well, that I know. And, and like, I mean, you know, my sympathy to your wife. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how to express Nobody emotion. Knows how you tricked her into it. Tell me about it. I tell her all the time. I always talk about my second wife. And she's like, why do you say that? And I said, well, one day you'll smarten up, shake your head, and, like, divorce me because I have a time limit and I understand that. She's like, no, for real, it's not going to happen. I was like, it's going to happen. I'll wear you down. Like, it's not, it's nothing I'm purposely doing. It's just how I am. And, yeah. she, and she goes, well, we've been together for 10 years, and somehow I love you more now than before. And I go, Ew. and I said, that's mental illness. <laughs> that is, that's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, something is wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, she should expect more out of life. Oh, that's the thing. You just keep them at the <laughs> bottom. You keep them so low, they can never see the sunshine. They just think it's bright down there. Oh, that's terrible and accurate. It is. Oh, it puts the lotion on its skin. That's bro. it, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Ross. She's so nice, and you're so you. Yeah, but see, everybody says that, but I think to a point, she has to take blame because she's put up with me for so long. So this whole, oh, she's so nice, doesn't, it doesn't last. It, it, it can't be a thing. If she was so nice, she would have smartened up. Hold on, hold on. You mean at a certain point, it's the victim's fault? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That is what I'm saying. Are you sure we're not talking about the other thing? (laughs) At some point, the sympathy has to go away. She's she's the dummy that stuck around. First of all, first of all, on a serious note. Serious. On a serious note. We're kidding. Yes. Because there is no length of time that somebody deals with abuse that it becomes their fault. I'd say three months personally, but you can have whatever you want. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you're. I know you're kidding, but I was saying seriously. Yeah, serious. But, hey, Bobby Bittman, as a comedian, in all seriousness. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, honestly, um, yeah, I hope she. Uh, I hope she leaves. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> 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 I hope just one day that was delivered so middle, well. In the, you, you, you guys are sitting together watching TV and you're eating a bowl of ice cream or something, and uh, and you're telling her some goofy story about you cutting a fart on Mello's head while he was asleep <laughs> or something stupid, and then she just gets up and like doesn't make a fuss. Doesn't doesn't make a scene. She just says, "Okay, that's it," and then she just leaves. She doesn't even take her stuff. She just, she just walks out and is never heard from again. It's possible, or it's possible. And then cut to cut to post credit, where she's living the perfect life somewhere else. She's living that life right now. She doesn't know how good she's got it. <laughs> that's. Listen, if this is the best she can do, I feel bad. Yeah, see? Exactly. It's about time she takes part of the blame is all I'm saying. <laughs> I used to say, I used to make a joke about how, um, how about, how, like, you shouldn't get uppity with me because you're a figment of my imagination. <laughs> and, and when I sleep, you die. Yeah. I like that. But then I realized that if this, is the best I can, my imagination can come up with is, like, you as a friend. Yep. Then it is my fault. Absolutely. <laughs> I, need to, I need to dream bigger. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm in your dreams, those aren't dreams, my friend. <laughs> Who's that in the red and black sweater in the background with the knives for hands? <laughs> Oh, that's an angel. Nope. <laughs> oh, dude, this has been great. Thanks for saving the day for me. Oh, no problem, man. I don't, I don't mind coming in and embarrassing myself on your stupid podcast. I was dying for guests. You've done it enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I was like, Old Faithful can help me out today. I know. We owe each other. <laughs> I do not mind being, I don't mind being Bob Hope to your Johnny Carson. Sorry, who? I, I don't know these. Exactly. <laughs> I used to make one last old guy reference. Okay, before we go, which I'm going to end the podcast, honestly, I will, and then you're going to tell me the name of that thing, but uh, that person. Yeah. But before yeah. that, give me a song, any reason, no, it, no rhyme or reason, it can just be any song you want played at the end of this podcast. Any song I want played at the end of this podcast, okay, I want... Um, I want Run the Jewels, and it's from, hang on for a second, it's from uh, RTJ4. Oh, Christ. And the song is... Uh, You're going to have to text me this. Yeah, I will, I will. Hang on. Not Yankee in the door. Wait a minute. I thought it was called Run the uh, Jewels. Uh, no, the, the first song on that album is called Yankee and the Brave. But, uh, uh, hang on, I'll tell you the song I want. Um, uh, Holy Kalama Fuck. Is that the song name? Yeah, that's the name of the song. Jesus. Holy, Holy Kalama Fuck. Holy 
Kalam a fuck. At least if yeah. I spell it right, I can't imagine there's going to be multiple songs. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Hold on. You might have to edit this out. I just need to make sure that it's the right one. Don't make me edit it. No, that might not be the right one. Hang on. I got it by Run the Jewel. Hang on, let me make sure I got it. This sounds very ethnic. Ethnic? Sounds like island music. I can't imagine there's multiple. Oh, yeah, I did I did have it wrong. Yeah, no. The one I want is actually Yankee and the Brave. Yankee and the Brave. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you why? Sure. Okay. There is one of the best lyrics that Killer Mike has ever written in this song. And uh, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Hang on. Um, hang on. Okay. And the video is amazing. It's an animated video, and it's just so fucking amazing. But here, here's the lyric. I got one round left, a hundred cops outside. I could shoot at them or put one between my eyes. <laughs> Choose the latter, it don't matter. It ain't suicide. And if the news says it was, that's a goddamn lie. I can't let them pigs kill me. I got too much pride. And I mean it when I said it. Never take me alive. That's a good line. Yeah. I could use that whole thing in a promo in, like, pieces, uh, I bet. Yeah, well, if I don't beat you to it. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I love Run the Jewels. I, I want to get Killer. I want to interview Killer Mike so goddamn bad, man. Yeah. All right. Anyways, kill the recording and I'll tell you some names. Plug your yeah. shit. Handsome Genius Club. Uh... HandsomeGeniusClub.com. New episodes Mondays and Thursdays. Nice. Uh, Monday of this week was K. Trevor Wilson. I've done interviews it's lately a big get. with. Uh, yeah, I've done interviews lately with Jody Threat, with uh, Dave Bedini of the Real Statics, with um, uh, with uh, adult entertainer Andre Shakti, with Martin uh, Landau. Aaron oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just making jokes. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. It's probably a good joke. Uh, Aaron Reynolds, the creator of Effin Birds on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Uh, I've had some. I've had some good guests lately. And um, and and uh, our beloved anti-hero SOS is a regular uh, a regular victim of my podcast. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also find me on social me all social media. If I'm there, I'm at my name is Kingdom. So Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and the all important Patreon.com. Uh, for as little as two bucks a month, you can help me support all this bullshit that I do. And those are all at My Name is Kingdom. Nice. There you go. All right. I'm going to try to end this podcast loudly with the click so you you actually know I'm done. Okay. It's hard because it's touchscreen, but it is officially done now. Mm -hmm.
this week on Yankee and the Brave. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a bitch back, power crack a craft magic, big daddy smoking big tally in a black alley in a black granddaddy rolling down old natty how napping Maddie as a black granddaddy all back, no capping fat black, both captain stay floating, no flapping wave runner, I'm a gunner, I'ma have your block hot as a sunner all summer, and I put that on Osama and my motherfucking mama. I'ma terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama. I'ma chop them with a chopper till I motherfucking drop them. Drop drop Stack attic, I'm Mac with the blackest fabric. I'm back, I'm magically whacking it. That's when I'm ducking rather than tax. I'm running the truck over sucking shit. Matter of fact, it's the ass and even the crack. Automatic facts, it's like that. When you put infinity in charge of shit All of us targeted All we doing is arguing Harder to miss it Work until every pocket We picked and sold and harvested I'm ready to mob But he's fucking charlatan Charlatan, 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 charlatan